Hey everybody, welcome to my mind map video of my analysis of Tiffany, uh, ticker symbol TIF. Uh, this video is also available in podcast format, which you can download or, uh, through my website, sageinvestors.ca, uh, as well as through Apple Podcasts. Now, one of the areas I've been wanting to get some more exposure in my portfolio has been the luxury retail space. And up until recently, um, luxury retail stocks like Tiffany have been have been priced pretty high and pretty reasonably priced. But over the last while, uh, I've noticed, especially with Tiffany, that uh, the stock price at one point during the year was trading at about $140, $140 a share. And it's recently dipped all the way down into the mid uh, 70s and 80s and so that kind of piqued my curiosity and I thought hmm, maybe I should just take a quick look at uh, at the stock because maybe it might be an interesting time to uh, enter the uh, enter the space and, and pick up some shares so for every company that I analyze for every stock that I analyze there's always a series of questions that I ask myself that will help me get a better sense of the nature of the company and the business and its uh, its ability to 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 create wealth and essentially what I'm going to do is just walk through those uh, there's basically eight questions that I ask and uh, usually at the end of Asking those eight questions, I have a pretty good idea whether I want to buy it or hold it or, or not uh, or not buy uh, the stock. So let's just jump in right now uh, with my quick analysis of uh, Tiffany. So first question I always ask every time I'm looking at a company is is what do they do? What do they sell? What is their what is their value proposition? What what makes them unique and what differentiates their uh, products or services from other similar uh, companies? So when we look at Tiffany, what, like what is Tiffany? If you haven't heard of Tiffany. Um, Essentially, they are a, you know, they're a jewelry company. Um, they make very much uh, exclusive, you know, rare, uh, and, and, and also very high quality um, jewelry pieces. And their most infamous one is their, uh, is their diamond uh, engagement ring. Um, what is what is Tiffany in terms of uh, a value proposition? What makes them unique? Essentially, uh, what they do, and like what many other luxury retailers do, is they they sell um, they sell status. They sell status, um, and that status for Tiffany comes in the blue box, the infamous blue box. Uh, engagement ring blue box. If you have that blue box, uh, you are projecting to the world that you have 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 wealth, have uh, and have arrived, and you have a higher level of status, social status compared to to other people. And so that's when people look at Tiffany. That's what they associate. They associate with exclusivity, the the rarity and high quality. And so the the, the jewelry that they sell there is is expensive high price, high, high margin uh, for them. Um, in terms of their competition, the next question I think uh, that I'll ask is, who do they compete with? Do they have any other comp uh, competitive, um, similar companies that offer a similar value proposition? And so when you're looking at that, Tiffany, essentially when you look at the brand, it, you know, it's essentially a luxury brand. 
And similar companies that would be out there would be companies like Rolex, from the watch side of it, you have Cartier, um, Louis Vuitton, in that sense, Gucci, and uh, you know, like things like companies like uh, products or brands like Patak, Philippe. Even though those, they, that's more of a watch, but it's 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 a jewelry piece. And so Tiffany is is their comp you know, their competition tends to revolve around um, other jewelry retailers, high end jewelry retailers. So the next question then uh, that I will ask is so. Who goes? Who buys stuff from Tiffany? Who? What does their customer profile look like? Um, so Tiffany again, you know, they they target high wealth, high net worth, high net worth income. That's who they're going after. Uh, people who aspire uh, to you know higher status and living. Um, it has much of a global reach. Uh, uh, you know, Tiffany has typically been a, a North American-oriented operation, but most of their sales now is is coming from outside the U.S., specifically Asia, China. Um, there's a lot of, uh, in a way, Tiffany is known uh, to be a, a very much of a magnet now for uh, for tourists, especially. Uh, Tourists from uh, Asia who will just literally make pilgrimage, pilgrimages to to North America and go to the flagship store on uh, in New York and literally go back with literally boxes and boxes of blue boxes uh, to take back home because in especially in China and Southeast Asia and Japan um, the Tiffany brand carries a lot of prestige and a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of value and status. So, you know, that's another word I think that's worth uh, that the company's trying to project is, is the prestige factor. So, that's who they are. They sell, you know, basically high-end jewelry. Um, they sell it to a lot of rich people and a lot of people who aspire to be rich, um, you know, value the brand. Um, there's a lot of loyalty to the brand a lot of brand loyalty. They may not buy a lot of volume, although the tourists may buy more on volume, but uh, they come back. And it seems like uh, people that buy Tiffany products will, are very loyal to the brand and will come back to it. So just looking at some of the qualitative aspects of the business, there's a lot of interesting things going on with the business. But at the end of the day, we're investors, and ultimately we want to buy, uh, invest in companies that can demonstrate, um, not that they can generate a, create a product or a service or a value or a brand that people want consistently, but can they make money off of it? And so that leads to the, to, to the, to the next question that I always ask is, is, does this company make money? Do they make money? Do they create tangible wealth for their shareholders? Now, for for me, um, one of my go-to metrics um, when I'm trying to figure out if a company is, is profitable or you know creating uh, you know demonstrating strong uh, financial performance is looking at a company's economic profit, which is essentially comparing the company's return on invested capital versus their uh, cost of capital. And companies that can generate high returns on invested capital relative to their cost of capital are creating 
tangible profit. And ultimately, uh, the markets are going to put a value and a premium on those type of companies. So when I looked at uh, Tiffany's uh, return on invested capital over the last three years, they've come in between 19 and 20 percent. And when you compare it to the company's cost of capital, that's about 9 percent. So this is a company that's uh, creating tangible profit, pretty nice uh, double-digit tangible profit. If you look at uh, some other metrics, like in terms of revenue growth, um, if you look at over like a five-year rolling you know, uh, window, it averages about 5% per year. So, and the margins are, are pretty high. So this is a pretty much a good, strong, um, wealth-creating company generating you know modest growth modest growth rate in revenues which is fine and is a very high has is a very high margin business so from an investment perspective these are the types of things uh, i definitely want to see um, now that we know that this is a profitable company we can actually continue on normally if the company wasn't demonstrating um, positive economic profit i would kind of stop there but so far so good so with Tiffany, so let's just keep going. So the next question I'll ask after this, whether it makes money, is just taking a look at the financial position of the company. Is this a financially strong business? And so this involves essentially looking, doing a quick little look at, uh, at the company's balance sheet. And so when I look at a company's balance sheet, I'm analyzing it from a couple of factors. First, I'm looking at it from a liquidity factor. Does it have enough um, cash to meet its day-to-day -day obligations. And this is where you compare the company's uh, current assets to the company's current liabilities. And so right now, uh, Tiffany has about five times uh, its more current assets than current liabilities. So it has more than enough liquidity to meet its day-to-day -day operational requirements. Um, also of note is the company has right now cash on hand uh, that it's greater than its long-term debt, which is something I really like to look at from a, from a financial perspective because it shows, again, to me how durable and how strong the company will be to withstand shocks, potential shocks that take place in the market. Uh, next area I want to look at in the company's balance sheet is their debt levels. Do they have a lot of debt on their balance sheet, on their books? So Tiffany right now, if you look at their debt equity ratio, comes in at about 0.25, which is pretty reasonable, pretty manageable. Um, if you look at their uh, their debt, uh, yeah, their debt relation to their EBITDA, earnings before their operating profits, um, it's about 23 times. So they have 23, uh, uh, sorry, actually earnings per share divided by debt. It's, um, they have 23 times uh, cash flow to pay off their debt. So they have more than enough cash flow. They're generating more than enough cash flow to pay their, to service their debt. Again, these are good things that I want to see in a business, uh, in a strong, healthy kind of business. So, so far the story looks pretty good with Tiffany, but it's a really important when we're analyzing companies and stocks to look at the flip side. We need to um, evaluate the risks, like what risks are out there that could potentially take the company backwards and could hurt the company in the long in the sh in the medium short medium or long term well the nature of the business that they operate is it's a cyclical it's a cyclical business and it's driven by um, ultimately it's, if people have more money in their pockets they're going to be more prone prone to spend it so disposable income levels um, 
is important to look at. We need to make sure um, that's a risk because it's a very cyclical, uh, retail is a very cyclical kind of uh, um, industry. Um, other risks that are out there, as I said, most of the revenues now are skewing towards outside the U.S., mostly in Asia. So there's a risk, though, that you know if the Asian economies um, were to you know slow down, and you know, for example, in China, if people were uh, to slow down uh, and cut down their uh, spending habits, um, buy less jewelry and stuff like that, that would probably impact Tiffany negatively. Um, Another uh, risk factor is, you know, changing fashion tastes. At the end of the day, you know, the Tiffany sells jewelry, but you know, jewelry is a very object subjective. Um, you know, it goes along with the fads. One of the things that's been unique about um, Tiffany, in a sense, is that it's been a very durable brand. They've been very protective of. Uh, of their exclusivity, of the rareness of the products that they sell. Um, and that leads into a, another risk factor as a potential of uh, diluting their brand. In other words, going down market, maybe selling things more like in a factory outlet kind of place. So that's a potential there. And management, you know, so far has demonstrated that they're very protective of the brand, but. Uh, um, but they're, you know, they've, they've done a pretty good job of, of, of really protecting the brand. And then finally, you know, something that's more current in the nature is, is the potential for trade wars, all the trade uh, tash, uh, trash talking. You know, Tiffany, ca classic, uh, cla classic um, American icon uh, could become a target if uh, the trade issues that are going on right now with China um, get worse. So um, great business, but there are some things that are in the, in, the, in the horizon that can negatively impact the company in the short to medium to long term. And I think part of that has to do with the reason why the stock has gone from 140 to about the 70s. And I think a lot of these particular risks, specifically the trade war issues, disposable income, slowing economy, um, have, have permeated into the share price where it is right now. So um, if we were to look at it, and this leads to the final question is, you know, even if we like the company and we like the stock and we think it's a profit-creating business and it's able to manage those risks, ultimately we want to buy the stock at a good price. We don't want to overpay for the company. So that leads to the final question we'll ask, which is, is the company cheap? Is it trading at a discount right now? So the fact of the matter is, you know, the stock has fallen from 140 to currently about the 70s, low 80s. Um, if you were to do evaluation on it on a relative basis, if you were to compare Tiffany to other similar uh, companies out there, it's trading at about 18 times uh, forward earnings. And you compare that to other companies out there, it's which are trading at about 12 to 15, and the industry average is about 15. So from a relative perspective, it's actually a little bit more expensive. Even after the stock falling as much as it has, it's a little bit more expensive than other companies. But if you look at it from a discounted cash flow perspective, um, I've seen valuations come in between um, 95 and like 115. So as I said, right now the stock's trading in the mid 70s, and with a valuation of about 100, you know, 95 to 100 bucks, 
stock seems to be cheap right now. Um, it's cheap right now, but the reality also is it's out of favor. Um, so then ultimately, that leads to the final question of, you know, after looking at all of this, is it worth buying? And so when I look at luxury retail, when I look at Tiffany specifically, it's a very durable, it's been a very durable brand. It sells very rare, high quality products. It has a very loyal customer base. It's been able to generate meaningful uh, cash flow and meaningful profitability uh, through it. It's financially strong, has a very strong balance sheet, and it's got some risks, and that's kind of built into the share price right it is right now. So when I look at it, and right now the stock seems to be pretty out of favor by investors. So this is, to me, this is a high quality business that's selling for a cheap price. And so when I weigh all these factors in together, um, to me, it sounded like, uh, just closing this off, here. to me this looks like an opportunity to buy a really solid, high quality, blue chip kind of business at a, at a discounted price uh, in a down market. Because at some point, the pendulum will, pendulum will swing and people have more disposable income, economies will recover, and companies like Tiffany will benefit um, on the upcycle. You know, one of the tenets of investing is buy low, sell high. And so right now, it seems to me that Tiffany is at a kind of low point or a downtrend point in its cycle. So this would probably be the best time to, to get in and buy the stock. So at the end of the day, I factored all these elements. After answering all these questions, I made the decision to buy. So I bought and made an opening uh, small position in Tiffany. So there you go, that's my analysis, my quick little mind map analysis of Tiffany's stock. If you're interested in other videos of other stocks and ETFs that I've analyzed, um, you can check them out on my website, sageinvestors.ca, or you can, uh, as I said, um, I have podcast formats, uh, versions of these, uh, of these videos on my website, as well as you can download them through Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to them there. So there you go. That's my analysis of Tiffany's stock. My name is again is Armin Arena of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye bye.